0: I feel like when you really want something, you you probably do anything just to get it. So it was kind of like when I was going into hair stores or whatever, I knew I wanted to be a full-time makeup artist. So in order for me to do that, I'm going to have to do things differently, you know, other than saying like, hey, book me on Facebook, book me on Instagram. I'm going to have to reach out to these people. I'm going to have to talk to these people, let them know that I'm really friendly. I'm a great makeup artist. Mm -hmm. Book me.
1: Get your water keep give some wine. I should have had some wine. With exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. Just keep planting. Before we get into today's episode, let me put you on kick off. You know I always preach that credit can get you what cash can't. So I want you to listen really closely as I explain how Kickoff works and how you can use it to improve your credit score. So when you sign up for Kickoff, you pay $2 a month and they are reporting that to the three major credit bureaus. One of the main things that I like is that you automatically get access to a $500 line of credit without them even pulling your credit. So make sure you take advantage of everything that they're offering you. There are no interest, no fees, none of that stuff. So check out Kickoff and use my link below. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning back into another episode on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. I am Kiani, the Responsible Homegirl, and this is a space that I have created so that more young adults can become financially responsible and wealth conscious. So the way that I do that is by one, sharing financial education, and two, interviewing amazing entrepreneurs who are building their wealth through business. So if y'all have been rocking with me for a little while, y'all know that I started a series called Think Like a Mogul. And Think Like a Mogul is essentially basically a space where I interview entrepreneurs who are either from South Carolina or live in South Carolina because I want to expose the greatness that we have in our own backyard. I feel like it's very easy for us to look at other places and glamorize what they're doing over there what they got going on but we have hidden gems in south carolina we have people doing great things in this state so today i'm bringing you another dope entrepreneur <laughs> and i am so excited for y'all to hear her story because for one this is my classmate
0: Shout okay. out
1: to <laughs> <laughs> and then um i'm just very excited because not only is she my classmate but I've seen the journey so it's different when you see somebody really start something from the beginning and you watch them grow and evolve into the person that they are today so y'all today on the podcast I have no other than Miss (laughs) Ivani welcome to the show girl yes thank you I am so happy
0: to be here girl (laughs) how are you this morning tell me how you feeling um Good, a little nervous but I'm most of all happy and blessed for sure mm-hmm. don't be nervous this is about to be girl oh,
1: <laughs> so mind, I always start off my podcast episodes with asking people to tell me like an irresponsible financial decision that they ever made so while you think about that <laughs> I'm gonna just tell the people why I always ask that so <laughs> I have a brand called the responsible home girl but I didn't just arrive here. Like mm-hmm. I made so many dumb mistakes. I'm still making mistakes today, but I want to kind of like give people insight that it's okay to make mistakes and we all make mistakes. Like you just got to keep moving forward. So mm-hmm. can you tell me about an irresponsible financial decision that you ever made? Um, so me, um, I want
0: to say it might've been, now that I know what I, now that I know what I know, it has to be probably spending cash, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was spending a lot of cash and then I learned about cash back and I'm like, why are you spending all this money that if you lose it, t- if you lose it today, you can't get it back? But if you was to have that in your
1: account or you know what I'm saying, like it'll be easy
0: for you to get back. But
1: I think it was spending cash. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like cash leaves you quicker than swiping your card? definitely yeah.
0: definitely
1: because when you have the cash in your hand it's like oh
0: it's only twenty dollars let me go ahead but <laughs> if you swipe your card if i swipe my card more than two or three times a day i'm like hold on now i don't swipe my card one too many let's slow it down
1: but if i have cash here exactly and exactly. i'm just saying, like i'll be preaching to my community all the time like to stop using cash because mm-hmm. i mean me personally i feel like it leaves me quicker And not only that, I don't have no accountability. So I can Mm -hmm. have $200 in my pocketbook and that $200 can be gone. And I can't even remember what I spent it on because who's keeping receipts? Exactly. So, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that. So y'all know, take note from me and take note from Monty about spending cash. So now let's get right into the episode. So Monty, Mm -hmm. can you tell my community How did you grow up and what kind of formed you into creating your business and being the entrepreneur that you are today?
0: Oh, um, growing up, of course, it was definitely a struggle. Growing to school, I felt like I wanted what the girls have and all of that stuff. And then I won't say that my family was less fortunate, but some things that we couldn't afford, you know, Mm -hmm. so it was definitely a lot of hand-me-downs and all that stuff. So you basically have to make do with what you have. Yeah. I feel like I was always a mature young adult. Yeah. Um, my whole life. So I feel like it was easier for me to pretty much maneuver, I'd say. Like I've always set myself up. One thing I said growing up is like I never, ever, ever wanted to struggle because I know what it feels like, and especially if you're being on your own, you know. Yeah. Um, that was something that I never wanted to deal with. So I pretty much try to plan out things so that way I wouldn't if I was to hit um a hard space I can easily recover from right but things don't always go as planned <laughs> girl tell me about it <laughs> so I feel like that's just something that everybody has to experience and pretty much grow from it so definitely um I learned a lot from that and also as far as like me becoming who I am today not really I've done a good bit I feel but um I feel like let's see where do I start (laughs) so I feel like (laughs) come me being a makeup artist or whatever um I started out basically just doing it I always felt like um whatever I do I want to be very passionate about and I feel like during the time when I was doing makeup or I really had like a lot of interest in makeup, I didn't know that I was actually passionate about it. But every day in school, like I would look up um, how to contour, how to highlight, not knowing that this is something that I really am passionate about. I always thought that helping people was my thing. And I feel like it still is because um I help a lot of my clients out on a daily basis, making them feel beautiful, making them feel really warm inside. Like I said, I wanted to be uh, somebody that helps someone or whatever. I wanted to be a school teacher. Later, I found out that teaching is definitely not for me, (laughs) especially the little kids. (laughs) And um, I also wanted to be a psychiatrist. I wanted to be a counselor. Um, I basically just wanted to help people. But I later found out that people be lying. And people be BSing. And I think that's just something that I cannot tolerate. I cannot deal with. So then um, I just started doing makeup. Like, I've always been into it. A lot of people ask, like, how did I start? I've always been into it. My mom, she was a neighborhood hairstylist mm-hmm. so i will watch her and um before i started doing makeup i was always into hair one day i was like let's put the full look together i want to do what the girl's doing on instagram let's just see how this can come out you know and from then
1: on like i've just
0: been doing makeup mm-hmm. it has definitely become my thing
1: yeah So in high school, were you doing makeup? Because I can't remember if you were or not. I think I started doing makeup. um, I've always been doing
0: makeup, but not as heavy as I was um, in like uh, 11th and 12th grade, Mm -hmm. my
1: junior and senior year. Okay. So you started doing makeup in high school. Mm -hmm. And even in high school, did you know like, oh, I want to be a makeup artist full time. Like, Tell me about that transition to it just being a passion and a hobby to now mm-hmm. turn it into, like, your full-time business? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I just feel like it was something that I didn't even think about. I
0: was just doing, you know? So, and, and that that pretty much, like, always gets me all the time because I'm like, girl, how did you really start? Like, think. Yeah. Deep <laughs> down, think. How did you really start? But it's really something that I've just been doing. And I didn't, um, and I feel like I really enjoyed it you know so I feel like it's something that I really just been doing but as far as as far as me starting out I always wanted to be a hairstylist mm. always wanted to be a hairstylist because you know my family they're always like oh you want to go to school and you're gonna you're gonna get a degree you're gonna get this you're gonna get that and all of that stuff and I'm just like Honestly, I don't think school is for me, you know? So I ended up enrolling into Limestone Extended Campus or whatever. And I was going to school. I feel like I really wasn't learning anything, but it was probably honestly me not being attached to what I wanted. Because like I said, I went to school. Well, I wanted to be a counselor or whatever. So I went to school for social work. Right. And um, later found out that that's something that I didn't want to do.
1: So I just started doing makeup and that was pretty much it. Mhm. Do you remember like having your first client and what that felt like to get paid for what you was calling just a hobby? No, not really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not really. Okay, so I'll tell you this. Um I feel like it's kind of different because when I started out in King Street, it was kind of like, "Oh, um, this is my cousin. She want her eyebrows done. I'm just talking to a little 10 $15. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was wow. kind of like, oh, I'm just doing her brows. Nothing mm-hmm. really major. But when I moved to Charleston, it was kind of like, dang, she really liked my work. She really wanted to book me because she really liked my work, you know? So yeah. I feel like it, it, it's, it's too, it's different for me, mm-hmm. I feel moving to a different city where nobody basically knows you to move in where somebody knows you and they're like, Oh, I can just call her up and get my brows done. I can call her right now. Is she gonna do my brows right now, but I'm going to have to schedule an appointment with her. So it's kind of like, I want to get my brows done, but because she's available right now, I can get it done easily. Right. But somebody actually viewing on your work and see like all the detail and everything that you put into it. It's kind of different. So Right. When I had my first client, like I still have her pictures to this day, literally, um, I moved into my apartment <laughs> and I feel like this is another thing that I feel like I didn't think about. But when I moved into my apartment, literally had no furniture at all. Wow. Um, me and my boyfriend literally had no furniture at all. My very first client. I took her at my home. Um, I took her at my apartment and um, I asked her, she bring her chair? Because I didn't have any furniture. Lonnie, you act your client. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, hey girl, I just moved into my apartment. I don't really have any furniture. Are you able to bring a chair? She brought her lawn chair mm-hmm. or whatever. And I broke my back, leaning down, doing her makeup. But I didn't care because it's something that I feel like it's something that I really wanted to do.
1: I love yeah. that and from that story like you cannot despise the humble beginnings. like yeah this can't you have to start somewhere and just imagine like if you would have been all up in your head saying oh I don't have no furniture or oh, I don't even have a mm-hmm. chair and now you miss out on an opportunity to do somebody's exactly don't know you from a can of paint and could have like you know told everybody about your business exactly, exactly. So another thing that I'm happy that you brought up was the difference between, like, doing makeup in King Street, your hometown, and -hmm. then moving to Charleston. Did you Mm -hmm. experience, like, any fear or any doubt with that move? Um, at first, I was kind of, at
0: first, I was kind of scared. Not going to lie. I was scared. I know I was already in the process of looking for a place to live. It was either going to be Florence or probably North Carolina. It was just something that I was just thinking about, but really doing the application and being like, Oh, you was going to move here in like the next week or so. It really was like, Oh snap. Like I'm really about to move. You know, like what am I going to do? But then again, I feel like everything was falling into the right place. So I wasn't as scared. I knew that I would find a job because there's plenty of opportunity in um, Charleston. I will always,
1: you know, I'll be good. There are so many women who are out here sleeping on themselves and not doing what it is that they know that they need to do. I used to be one of those girls, procrastinating, not showing up consistently, not being all who I know that I was created to be. This is exactly why I created my six-month dateless planner called the For Executors Only Planner. This planner was designed with a girl just like me in mind. The girl who has big visions, big dreams, big goals, but needs to show up consistently and plan with intention. One scripture that I always refer to is Proverbs 21.5. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. What are you planning? What are you putting in action? Write your vision down on paper and manifest the life that you desire and that you deserve. The link is down below in the description box. Make sure you order the For Executives Only Planner and let's get right back into the episode. So, did you go? Did you move to Charleston with the intent that you were going to do makeup full time, or you just was like, I want to get out of Canada? that? Yeah, that was definitely the goal. I said that
0: I want to be able to do makeup without having a job um but because I was new there it was kind of hard to kind of it was kind of hard to get my name out I feel um I didn't really know much about hashtags and all of that stuff so the only thing I was just doing was posting like hey book me no scheduling link no nothing like I could literally be probably a creep to somebody I'm just saying hey book me you know but um So yeah, I feel like it was, but after a while, it wasn't really hard, I feel, because I started getting the clientele. And I also worked with um, one of my friends here. Well, she wasn't my friend at the time. She became a friend, but I started working for her company. So I was able to gain more clientele from working with her while working a full-time job.
1: Yeah. So now we talked about your beginning stages. Can we transition now into actually how you built your makeup brand how you built your business from the ground up because it's a lot of people listening and watching and they probably want to do makeup they want to do hair but they're having a hard time building that clientele so when you moved to this new place where nobody did not know your name mm-hmm. how did you build your business from the ground up you know what i feel like
0: a lot of people nowadays like they're they they, they think too much about it you know, mm-hmm. I feel like when you really want something, you probably, you probably do anything just to get it. Right. So it was kind of like when I was going into hair stores or whatever, I knew I wanted to be a full-time makeup artist. So in order for me to do that, I'm going to have to do things differently, you know, other than saying like, Hey, book me on Facebook, book me on Instagram. I'm going to have to reach out to these people. I'm going to have to talk to these people, let them know that I'm really friendly. I'm a great makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Book me, you know? So, um. I used to go into like different hair stores or different um, businesses and all of this stuff. And I'm like, hey, I used to pass out my little business cards. It didn't have any pictures on it, just information like, hey, hopefully that, you know, I would be rememberable when I come up to these people like, hey, I'm a makeup artist. I just moved here. If you ever need any makeup for any event. Hit me up. I'm your girl or whatever. So I feel like definitely you just have to do things differently. Different. I said, damn, differently. (laughs) Definitely do things differently too.
1: (laughs) Definitely do things differently. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you brought that up. And I I don't know why, but sometimes it can be kind of hard to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. But like you said, when you really want something, you have to go out there and get it. Like nobody's just gonna come banging on your door. But right, in business, like no, you mm-hmm. have to go after it and get it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, definitely. So, monty with building your makeup brand, and I feel like we're being very modest, y'all, because mm-hmm. monty has done so much, so oh, much. In mind, <laughs> mind, you, mind <laughs> you, we are only twenty three years old. Like I say, we graduated from KSH in twenty sixteen. Moni has done a lot in her career that most people dream of. So throughout your journey, Moni does, or has anything surprised you? Like, wow, like I'm really doing multiple people. I'm like really making a name for myself in Charleston. I'm doing celebrity clients. Like, has any of this surprised you? Keanu, girl, <laughs> you know what? Um,
0: for the longest, I feel like, Um, I'm a very humble person, so I don't really celebrate my success in everything, so for the longest time, I, like, literally, probably just maybe last year, I just started celebrating and saying, like, girl, you really did this, you really did that, and because I feel like, you know when those older people, they're in the game, oh, girl, you ain't did nothing yet, you ain't did nothing, it was kind of like, I'm only 23 years old. I didn't experience anything yet, but no, literally, I feel like I've really done a lot. And if you, you was to I ask thought. this, if you was to ask me this last year or year before last, I'm like, girl, I ain't did nothing. I didn't do anything wow. at all. But um, it's crazy. It's crazy because I know, I know where I see myself, mm-hmm. and to actually see myself doing it, it's like jaw dropping for me, especially where I came from. It,
1: it seems almost unbelievable. Does it shock you at all or do you feel like, no, I put in my time, I put in my work and this was just bound to happen?
0: No, I honestly, (laughs) because makeup is so much fun to me, I feel like I really haven't put in any work at all, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. So it's like, but now that I think about it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm definitely putting in work and all of that stuff. But I feel like I hadn't put in much work for what God has really blessed me with, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's definitely more work to be done and a lot more things that I have to do in order to get to, in order to get to that feeling, I feel.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that mindset, that is just going to have you just on a whole nother level. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people, they reach a certain point, like, oh, I'm doing celebrity clients. I'm doing this, mm-hmm. I'm doing that. And they get in a space where they feel like they can't learn anything anymore. Mm-hmm. With your humility, you're like, like, yes, you have done a lot, but I ain't really did nothing yet. But I also know yeah. for you to discount what you have, yeah. Right. You have I done. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> you have done a lot. So now talk to me, Monty, about your experience with doing celebrity clients. Is it a huge difference? And <laughs> How did those, fa- or I don't want to say fall into your lap. Did they fall into your lap? Like, how did all of this happen? So my first celebrity was,
0: um, King Moore and Latoya from, um, Atlanta Housewives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because when I got the notification, um, I was notified by Latoya's assistant. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I always wanted celebrity clients, especially because now, you know, a lot of celebrities come to Charleston and I would pray. But I feel like it's something that you, I always psych myself out. So when so when clients used to come here, I used to be like, oh, I really want to do her makeup. And I used to pray like, I really want to do her makeup. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't want to do her makeup. I don't want to do her makeup. I don't want to do her makeup. Because I feel like celebrity makeup comes with so much, especially the shade room. You know how little can be getting dragged? <laughs> I feel for like her. Yes. I would hate for my work to get dragged. But then I also have to say like, People mess up all the time, but my intentions is not to mess up. I feel like that's just something in the back of my head that really psyches me out from doing things that I want to do. And that's why I say, like, I just put on my post the other day, like, the only thing that's stopping me from being great is me. So I have to get out of my own head and I have to start doing things that I really want to do. But when I first um got my celebrity client, um, I got the notification from Latoya's assistant. hmm I kind of said, I read the message, but I kind of thought it was maybe a scam or something like that. So I read the message. I was doing a wedding party and I was like, um, uh, I don't want to do her makeup or whatever. Wow. She even had a, no, well, she had a blue check and all, and you know how people feel about the blue checks on Instagram. Right. Oh, <laughs> I was like. in your Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, her assistant sent in my DMs and she showed me her page and all of that stuff. But um, I was kind of like, I don't know if I feel like the mess. I don't know if I feel like that or whatever. And then I really didn't put much thought into it. Because like I said, I was doing a wedding party at the time. So when I got home, I was like, wait, somebody just DM me to do makeup for Latoya or whatever. I really didn't know Latoya at the moment. But then I started to look her up and all of that stuff to see how she is as a person. And I found out that she had a YouTube channel. So I used to watch her YouTube videos and all of that stuff um, before I reached back out. Because one thing about it, I want to protect myself from different things like I don't want to be put in no kind of bad situations or whatever but anyways um I sat on it I prayed about it and I was like you know what I need to stop missing opportunities because I also had the opportunity to do um Drizzy's makeup but on that day I think I had like a class or something like that that I was like, dang, I really want to do her makeup. but in the back of my head, I'm like, mm, not really. I feel like I'm not ready yet. But the fact that these people really reach out to me and want me to do right. their makeup, they definitely have done their research, you know? Right. So um, I ended up doing her makeup or whatever. It came out really good. And while I was there, it was like, oh, Kenya wants you to do her makeup as well. I was like, Kenya who? <laughs> Kenya who? <laughs> yes. So I was like, I was really nervous with Kenya. Mm -hmm. I was really nervous doing Kenya's makeup, but she loved it. She was like, oh my God, you did a really good job. Are you coming back tomorrow? And I was like, yes, I can come back tomorrow. Yeah, what time? (laughs) (laughs) What time? I feel like celebrity makeup, I feel like it, it definitely is different because you definitely have to, well, some people you have to wait hand and foot for people so it was like I don't think I want to do I don't think I want to wait on people I pretty much love like my clients booking they have I have like a set um, location for them to come and all that stuff but I definitely don't mind doing celebrity makeup it's just it, it's different mm. it's different
1: so Moni like I just love that you shared that story and the reason why is because I feel like any ordinary person even me probably I would have been so excited like oh my gosh so-and-so just slid in my dms let me respond right away but you was like I'll get to that later (laughs) and I think it comes like to show that what is for you will not pass you yeah you don't have to be thirsty for anything you don't have to rush and do nothing like it is literally yours I like that you also said difference between like celebrity clients like you have to wait on them head and foot And, you know, your I don't want to say normal, but like just ordinary people, Mm -hmm. it's a different experience. And sometimes we can be so eager to like do certain things and be in certain places. And you said, I got to protect myself because Mm -hmm. with that, it just comes a whole nother level of exposure. So in your experience in the past, have you ever like had a bad experience with like maybe a celebrity client or even like, (laughs) <laughs> must be <laughs> or even a, like an ordinary person. I want to hear more about it girl
0: so I haven't had a bad experience with no celebrity client every uh client that I have did was um every celebrity client that I've done um they were really nice okay. really nice even Kenya <laughs> she was really nice so I came across one rotten egg a few years ago and it was crazy because a lot of people used to ask me like have you ever had like a bad experience I'm like where are y'all experiencing things where have y'all been with yeah. things to happen and all of that stuff but I didn't have my bad experience until one year I decided to do a special I think during this time I was charging uh $75 for makeup but it was my birthday so I wanted to do something for my clients or whatever so I did a special for $50 and I think I also did a bring a friend special <clears throat> or whatever <sighs> one of the clients <laughs> is it okay to go into detail like the story like yeah okay I want to know the tea girl <laughs> <laughs> So one of the clients, um, her friend was already in the chair getting her makeup done and all of that stuff. So after, um, her friend was supposed to be coming right after her, they were supposed to leave home together. I mean, they were supposed to leave my place together so they can go celebrate and do whatever they had to do. So the one friend that came, um, she came got her makeup done and the other friend was on the way. So while the other friend was on the way, I guess she typed in the wrong address or maybe she typed in the right address. You know, I don't want to say that she didn't, um. She basically couldn't find a place that kept taking her to another location or whatever. And I'm like, well, friend, the one in the chair, go ahead and send her the location, your direct location from um, Apple or whatever. She sent her the location and it kept sending her in circles or whatever. Me protecting my energy. (laughs) She was like, she was on FaceTime during the time. And my thing is, I feel like I'm so much in my head. Like, I love to watch what I say, I watch what I do because I don't want to hurt anybody. But obviously, People don't care sometimes, or whatever. The girl on FaceTime, she was like, man, why the I can't find this, I'm off and I'm this and I'm that. Like she was just rowdy, you know? She was like, she was really upset, you know? And I can understand that because the address is sending you to a different place, but still that's not my fault, right? So she just kept going on and on and on and on, going off on, on me and the girl or whatever. So she was like, man, girl, where's your address? Where's your address? And I'm like, ma'am, let's tone it down a little bit. Oh, right. Here is the address. I'll text it to you personally so you can have it. Mind you, she already have it in the email at least two or three times when she booked her appointment. Mm-hmm. For some reason, she's still not able to make it. Anyways, well, all of that hooping and hollering that she was doing, I already know how I am when I get upset. It takes a while for me to calm down. Right. One thing about makeup, I feel like a lot of people don't know, Um, whenever you're doing makeup, whenever you're doing service on hotheads or whenever you're doing services on people who basically have a bad attitude, it kind of rubs off on you. And you could definitely, it could definitely work with, uh, mess with your work. You get what I'm saying? And right. I didn't want to be shaky headed because when I get upset, I get, my hands start shaking a lot. I don't want to mess up her eyebrows and that'd be something else that she want to fight me (laughs) for so she was like um I kindly told her friend I was like you know it's it's okay that she's not able to find an address but what I'm going to do I'm going to refund her because now I have a place to be and she's already late so let's go ahead and refund we could probably reschedule for another date but no let's go ahead and refund especially with the attitude let's go ahead and do that (laughs) so um yeah so refund her or whatever and she was like oh well can you send it on cash App because i haven't received it yet i said oh it's going to take two to three business days or depending on your bank however long it takes for your refund to come to your bank because you're not going to dispute the charge and then have extra money in your cash App for me right anyways (laughs) um her friend um that was in a chair it was supposed to be her ride back home or whatever so her friend was just like stuck at my place for like an hour I could have kicked her out too. (laughs) I could have kicked her out too. But I didn't. But, anyways, when I said that I wanted to refund her and all of that stuff, she was like, oh, because I can go to somebody else. F you, I'll come and beat you up. I'm like, you can't even find the address, (laughs) ma'am.
1: (laughs) Because you can't find the address. People are because you can't. Exactly. Because you can't find the address. But,
0: yeah. So, I definitely learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. not saying that in a bad way because like I said I did run a special yeah that week or that month or whatever so one thing I definitely learned was know your worth yeah Raise your prices special mm-hmm. for what right special yeah. for what say right. that one more time <laughs> <laughs> what special for what
1: exactly it's
0: my birthday month right <laughs> but if like I said safe. I want to do something really special for my
1: clients but definitely like know your worth right and people pay for what they want exactly i don't care if it's three hundred dollars or a thousand exactly on to pay exactly (laughs) and not only that to me
0: it's a special running for my clients and all of that stuff you know me doing something very special for my clients on my birthday month and to her it might have been oh She's $25 cheaper than my girl, so I'm just going to her this one time or whatever. So it really did. She probably didn't even look at my work, you know, just because her friend was in my chair. She probably wanted the book too because it was a special,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah. And my mom used to tell us growing up all the time because, you know, my mom's a stylist. And she was Mm -hmm. like, all money is not good money. Man. Like, you cannot be thirsty for everybody because Mm -hmm. people just don't respect business people don't yep. know that for real and you can keep them demons over there yes oh my god <laughs> definitely <laughs> so Monty, before we go into our soul food section I saw that you just got your new studio <laughs> so I was very excited and very <laughs> happy for you when you post that on social media so can you tell my community a little bit about that process and like you know just your growth into moving your business into business into a new space
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been a makeup artist for a few years, probably, I, I, I like to say four or five years, I think. Um, and I feel like a lot of people pressure you into, you know, getting a place and um, doing things professionally, but still, um, like I said, I was new to the industry or whatever. So it was a lot of things that I didn't know. I like to save my money, before I jump into something head over he- heels you know so it's like um I think I've been working in my home for about two or three years before I got a sweet and definitely um social media kind of kind of had me on my toes just a little bit because every time I think about getting a suite or think about getting um you know a place a professional place to work in it was always i always see it on instagram and I'm like oh my God, I'm so ready to get a suite. I'm so ready to get a sweet. Like, I will literally see a suite and they're like, oh, we're going to do a special for $200 off this week, or $200 off next week or next month. And I'm like, Michael, I'm telling my boyfriend, babe, I'm so ready to get the sweet. Like, I literally have everything. I'm ready. He's like, Monty, I'm sorry, babe, but, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think you should do it. I don't think you should do it. And me, one thing about me, if it sounds good, if it looks good, I'm all in.
1: Yeah. And not
0: even thinking about what's going to come, you know? Right. So. I saved my money and, um, I saved my money and then I became, I became a little comfortable with working, working at home because I was able to save so much money, but yeah. now oh, and then my phone is on 10%, but now, um, I feel like don't let people pressure you into getting the space. Like if you're comfortable where you at, then definitely don't stay comfortable for long, but do things necessarily for you to get to the next level, you know? So I've been working from home. And then I recently just moved into a suite with my good friend Mariah. Um, and yeah, so that was basically, I guess the process I feel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And one thing that's very powerful, like you said, you actually save your money. Sometimes people are Mm -hmm. forced to do things and they can get into a place, but can Mm. they sustain it? So mm-hmm. you have to really look at the long term and play the long game. Definitely, because it looks good on Instagram, but come on,
0: you don't know those people' life behind Instagram. Come I on. One thing about Instagram, you can dress it up and make it real look real nice, but behind closed doors, you 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 probably
1: doing some things you ain't got no business doing just right. wait to look good. Yeah. And when those months go by, month a month a month, like you have to pay the bills. Mm. You have to make sure that your business is sustained and not only your professional life, but also your personal life because you're a full-time entrepreneur. So I always love, um, it's so many guests that have come on the podcast that says run your own race.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, Don't be
1: Mm -hmm. out here comparing yourself to other people when you're not ready yet.
0: Everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you don't rush into things, later on, you'll thank yourself later. You'll thank yourself later for not rushing into things.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So now Monty, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We're mm-hmm. about to head. Thank into you for having me. Of course, we're about to head into our soul food section. Mm-hmm. So everybody listening, y'all know I'm from King Street, South Carolina. King Street is very country. I love soul food. I come from a family <laughs> that can cook really good. So Monty, what is your favorite soul food dish? For the longest, it's been mac and cheese.
0: Everybody <laughs> says that. I love mac and cheese. Like I think since I was a child, like I love love, love mac and cheese. I remember my uncle, he was telling me recently, he was like, Mommy, you still like mac and cheese? I'm like, yeah, I love mac and cheese. Like that's my favorite. He was like, I remember if I asked you for your birthday, what you wanted. He was like, mac and cheese.
1: <laughs> the mac I and love cheese for mac your and birthday gift. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> screaming. Okay, so the next question can you give me a crock pot story? So I feel like we live in a time right now where everything is microwavable. People don't want to wait on nothing, they want stuff instantly. So tell me about a time in your life or in your business where you had to wait on something to slow cook in the crock pot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Definitely getting the sweet. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely getting the sweet because one thing about it, um, like I said, if it looks good, if it looks good to me, I'm going to definitely jump in it without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I moved into what two sweets or in the process of getting a suite because it sounded good. But I later realized, like, oh yeah. my God, like this, this isn't working. Yeah. This isn't working. So I have to back out. And one thing about me, I don't like to back out of things because I don't like people to feel like, oh, this and that. My boyfriend, he always in my ear, like, Bonnie, stop
1: caring about what people think.
0: Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And when you say not working out, like, can you give me some insight on that? Was it like the location, the people, like? Location and people. Mm-hmm. Location and people.
0: And like I said, people be lying. <laughs> people be lying. So it's just a matter of getting things like done and people saying, I feel like, uh, well, the person that I was getting the um, uh, suite from, she basically put a lot of dates on things and it wasn't being done by a certain time or whatever so i'm just like yeah i don't think this is working and i don't think this is going to be it for me so let's go ahead and do something different because like i said like like you say microwavable it was microwavable at that moment so i'm like oh i want it now i want it now and the fact that it couldn't come when i wanted it and now i'm starting to realize like i don't think i really want it right now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: and Fool it's- got cold right <laughs> and it's crazy because sometimes on your journey you don't even find out stuff until you get your toes wet, until you get yes. your wet. So that's why I always preach to people, like just start because mm-hmm. on your journey, you're going to find out a whole lot of stuff. And if mm-hmm. you find out that it's not serving you, don't be afraid to back out of it. Don't be afraid to back out. I feel like that's the biggest thing that I've learned
0: um, being a makeup artist, because it's so many decisions that you have to make. So many people that you have to talk to and communicate with It's like, if you don't want to do something, don't let people talk you into doing that. I'm still learning that right now. <laughs> I'm still learning it before the most part I've learned to like, yeah, you have your own issues too. You don't have to, you don't have to listen to everything that everybody is saying. You don't have to fall into everybody's trap because definitely it's, something that they want and something that you don't want you know so you just have to make that decision for yourself you know Yeah. at the end of the day is it really going to work out for me no mm-hmm. i'm sorry i can't do it <laughs> and if you do it anyway you're gonna regret it
1: every time right every single time okay so our next question give me your go-to you know we have that go-to soul food meal that hits no matter what so mm-hmm. what's your go-to what keeps you motivated and inspired to Growing as a woman, a business owner, and just leveling up—what is your go-to? Um, I feel like my go-to is my goals. Like I'm constantly writing a
0: lot of things, a lot of things down. Like even in the middle of the night, if I think of something, if I dream of something, I definitely have to write it down because I'm like, this is a good idea.
1: Yeah. Like
0: I remember, <laughs> I remember when the pandemic hit, me and my best friend—we was like, friend, what are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna do? So I was thinking about let's come up with a drive-through. Um, hair salon or whatever. I knew it wouldn't get done until like years later. But later on, I found that somebody did it in LA. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. Like, yeah. this is the first thing ever. So just the simple fact that I thought of that, mm-hmm. um, it kind of made me motivated because nobody has it. Nobody had it. They probably was thinking it, you know, just like me, but nobody had it. The fact that I see her, and I was like, wow, oh girl, it's crazy. Yeah. We were thinking the same thing. right?" <laughs> and yeah. it was successful for her.
1: Right. And goals is just so important. Like, I just feel like you have to have vision. If you don't have vision, if you don't know where you're going, it's so hard to, or not so hard, it's very easy to get comfortable. Yeah. Get comfortable with your clients, get comfortable with what you got going on and not reach mm-hmm. the next level. Yep. Yeah, definitely have to set goals. hmm so our next question, the itis. You know, once mm-hmm. you feel good, so you get tired. You just want to lay on that chair. You want to take your mm-hmm. little nap. Tell me, what are you sick and tired of seeing on social media or in life in general about business or money? Um,
0: what am I sick and tired of seeing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm sick and tired of the sob stories. Mm. You know, <laughs> I'm sick of having to solve stories, even with my friends. Like, when they come to me with a story or a problem, I'm like, okay, well, how are we going to solve that? Because I don't want to talk about this next week, right? So, definitely the stories. I feel like whenever I come to social media with a problem, I definitely have resolved it already.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I'm gonna let you know how I did it, you know?
1: Yeah, um, yeah,
0: definitely the solve stories,
1: yeah. And not only that, I think approaching it in that matter. It gives hope for other people because you can put your business on social media all day long, but nobody cares for real. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going through something and I'm telling you this, and then at the end of whatever my story is, I'm telling you Mm -hmm. how I got on the other side, whether that's God, whether that's prayed, whether that's you need to be prepared, that Mm -hmm. can still help somebody else who may be going through and feel like they can't get through.
0: And not only that,
1: I also see a
0: lot of, if I do this, who's going to support me? Child. why why would you even ask that question Child. don't even give me <laughs> oh if i sell this are y'all gonna support me are y'all gonna buy from me let me know before i put in this order girl who cares <laughs> and everybody in them comments probably not even gonna buy nothing not gonna buy probably one or two people but all 45 people
1: they're not gonna buy nothing they're gonna share it they'll look at it they'll scroll past it but no because that's all what and I, I just really want like social media is a great tool mm-hmm. but I was just talking on another podcast episode with Ebony shout out to her and she was basically talking about the importance of finding your target audience
0: mm-hmm. Getting
1: mad at their family their friends all of these different people for not supporting their business but it's like no find out who you are targeting and go after them mm-hmm. that's so, right putting a post up on Facebook not gonna get you your coins this at all <laughs> At all, <laughs> so Moni, our last and final question is, mm, mm-hmm. "That's good." So, mm-hmm. once you take that bite into some soul food, you know if it's really good. That's exactly what we're gonna say. Mm, that's mm-hmm. good. So, can you close us out with some words of wisdom for anybody who is listening to the episode and they want to be a makeup artist, something in the beauty industry, or just an entrepreneur? Can you give them some words of wisdom?
0: Um. <sighs> I would say definitely get out of your head. Mm. Definitely get out of your head. Stop thinking about what the next person is doing, stop thinking about who did it first, who's going to last because I feel like a lot of people don't know that all of the things that we're thinking about doing is already been done. Ooh. So why not why why not join? You know what yes. I'm saying? Don't think of it as being a competition. Mm. Think of it as you basically joining the team. You know what I'm saying? You joining the industry, you know? I love it. Yeah. There
1: is nothing new up under the sun. At all. Everything has already been done. All you're doing is adding to it. (laughs) Right. You're going to put your little twist on it. Like, I'm not saying copycat, but there is nothing new up under the sun. Yeah. Everything you want to do, do it. Hmm. Do it.
0: And I feel like that's where I'm at right now. So I feel like as I'm saying that, I'm speaking to myself. Like, Uh get out of your head. Do everything that you want to do. Do everything that you want to do. The only person that's stopping you, literally, is you. Don't blame nobody else. Don't blame the devil.
1: <laughs> Period. It's you. It's you. <laughs> I love it. We could close it out. No better than that. Get out of your own head. Yeah. The only person stopping you is you. Yeah. Lana, can you tell my community where they can find you, how they can support you? Tell them all the things. Yes. So again,
0: my name is Amani McCray. Um, I am a makeup artist. So my Instagram on Facebook, it
1: no, my not my Instagram on Facebook. <laughs> How much you want to bet her phone died? So I don't want to think that Monnie's phone died because she did say earlier that her phone was on 10%. But um thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode on the Responsible Home Girl Podcast. I will make sure I link all of Moni's social media, everything in the description box below. Um, like I said thank you so much for rocking with me and always remember with exposure execution and consistency there is absolutely nothing you can't do see y'all on the next episode let me put you on kickoff you know i always preach that credit can get you what cash can't so i want you to listen really closely as i explain how kickoff works and how you can use it to improve your credit score so when you sign up for kickoff you pay two dollars a month and they are reporting that to the three major credit bureaus one of the main things that i like is that you automatically get access to a 500 line of credit without them even pulling your credit so make sure you take advantage of everything that they're offering you there are no interest no fees none of that stuff so check out kickoff and use my link below